Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you joined me and thank you so much for doing that. And for today's Daily Word, we're going to go into the Gospel of John, chapter 14, and our focus will be on verse 29. And there Jesus says, I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. And I wanted to have us just talk for a few minutes here about the, the purpose, the function, and, and the implications of biblical prophecy, right? And clearly what, what Jesus says here is that there is, there is a purpose, there is a, a function to God's revelation about the things uh, to come. First of all, uh, I think uh, we, we're all most grateful that God gives us His Word because uh, it, it gives us hope. The, the word of, of prophecy is always God pointing us to what He will do, what, what He promises to do, and it is always ultimately about the redemption of the world, about making all things new. One of, uh, I think, the most powerful, beautiful uh, passages in all of the Bible is uh, found in Revelation 21, because of course we know that all biblical prophecy has not yet been fulfilled. Uh, a great uh, amount of it has been because, well, ultimately it's all about Jesus. And in the coming of Jesus, His ministry, His life, His death, His resurrection has fulfilled a great, uh, great amount of uh, the prophecies of Scripture. But uh, there are yet those still to come. Uh, thanks be to God. Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. Listen to this. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among His people. He will live with them and they will be His people. God Himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God, and they will be my children. What an amazing word of hope as we experience uh, the, the trials, the difficulties of life in a broken world. God encourages us. He fills us with hope because of what He promises to do. And so first function I think that we, uh, we see in biblical prophecy is, uh, is that God would give hope to his faithful. But even if we kind of back up from that, we see this, this purpose that is so clear in the words of Jesus, uh, so that you will believe that there is this function of, of biblical prophecy that enables belief. God says that something's going to happen, it happens, and that actually opens the door for belief. It, 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 uh, essentially knocks down these roadblocks 
and enables us to come to the truth of God. And I'm thinking specifically right now about Psalm 22. This is amazing. Hundreds of years before the crucifixion of Jesus, before the Roman crucifixion, that method of execution was even a thing, right? That, that we would read in Psalm 22, which Jesus clearly, explicitly refers to from the cross, as he cries out in the words of the very first verse of Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me or forsaken me? Why are you so far when I groan for help? And then you just you scan through this. Verse 7, everyone who, mocks, who sees me mocks me. And he says, is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. Right? The, these, these things are happening from the cross. Listen to this. He says, in verse 16, they have pierced my hands and feet. In verse 18, they divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. It is, it is quite simply astonishing how directly, how specifically, how clearly Psalm 22 points to the cross of Jesus. These are not things that happened to David, to the writer of the psalm. These are things that God was revealing to him about the sacrifice of our Savior for us. And so what we understand then as in terms of implications is that God wants us to believe. Obviously, he wants all people to come to faith and to be saved, to be restored to him. And secondly, he wants his people to have hope. And then third, I would add, is that he wants us to have confidence, right? this confidence to know that God who created time stands above time. And so he is, he is uh, already seen everything that we will experience in this life, every hardship. He is able to prepare us. He's able to walk through uh, all, all of the things that we will experience. Nothing surprises him. Nothing shocks him. He's not caught off guard. And he is able to work all things together for our good. Listen to Isaiah 46:10. It says, "Only I, God says, only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish." And this is not to say that God is the author of evil. He absolutely is not. But God has built into his creation a measure of free will, a free will that which we have taken and we have used destructively because we have rebelled against God. And yet God in his wisdom in a way that we can't even begin to fathom, God in his wisdom is able to take all of our brokenness, all of our bad choices, all of, of the, the brokenness of the world, and he is able to work all of that toward his good end which we read about in Revelation 21. So put your confidence, friends, in the God of the universe who has already seen everything that we will face, who loves us dearly, and who has given us His good and certain promises. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and keep you.